Coming up on today's episode, we have been flooded with more of your voicemails, so I will get into those as we continue to discuss the fallout of the Buccaneers' 27-24 loss to the Los Angeles Rams on Monday Night Football. All that and more on today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast brought to you by Pepsi. This football season will be different and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi made for football watching. I am James Yarko flying solo on this episode. David is actually, as I'm recording... He is recording the Crossover Friday episode with the Locked on Chiefs podcast, doing a little double duty here. And yeah, as a quick reminder, we will not have an episode on Thanksgiving Day, so the Crossover episode will be coming up on Friday. We want everyone to enjoy their time with their families. David and I want to enjoy our time with our families, so there will be no Thursday episode this week. But... Still plenty to talk about. I'll be you know, wrapping things up from the Rams' perspective before we dive into the Chiefs on the next episode because, wow, what a game that is going to be because the Bucs are in a, a must-win situation against the Chiefs. You could go from 7-3 and three to 7-5 and five in less than a week if the Bucs aren't able to come away with a win against the Kansas City Chiefs, and that is definitely not going to be an easy task. Patrick Mahomes, we could, you know, this, of all the weeks to have a short week and not be able to dive into how great the uh, Kansas City Chiefs have been with Patrick Mahomes and all the weapons there and Andy Reid, you know, it, it kind of sinks that we won't get to do that, but it is what it is. And, uh, you know, all we can do is hope that the Bucks can start to get some things together, start to right the ship and figure out some of their issues. They can't lose this game. They cannot lose this game. You you take a look. They've struggled in primetime. They've struggled in these nationally broadcast games. This is another one. But this is the first time that we've seen the Tom Brady Buccaneers with their backs against a wall. How are they going to come out and respond? How are they going to bounce back? They've suffered four losses, but they haven't lost two in a row all year. They lost to the Saints twice, they lost to the Bears, they lost to the Rams. They've never lost two in a row. They have bounced back in convincing fashion after these losses. I mean, you go back and look, they lose 34-23 to in Week 1. They bounce back in Week 2 against the Panthers and win 31-17. to They lose 20-19 to on Thursday night football against the Bears. They bounce back the next week and bludgeon the Packers 38-10. to they lose to the Saints 38 to 3 on Sunday night football. They bounce back and they beat the Panthers 46 to 23. Now they lose to the Rams 27-24. How are they going to answer? They finished 3 and 1 in the first quarter of the season. They finished 3 and 1 in the second quarter of the season. The third quarter of the season they're sitting at 1 and 2. If they can come out of this at 2 and 2, you know, this schedule eases up. They finally get their bye week. 
which is going to be nice. You know, it's the latest bye week in the NFL, tied for the latest bye week in any season in NFL history. Week 13, that's a late, late bye. But you come out of that bye, you get the Vikings at home, you're at Atlanta, you're at Detroit, you're home against Atlanta. There's no reason you can't go 4-0 and down that stretch. And I realize these aren't great teams, but that's why you're talking about going 4-0 and in the final quarter of the season. You come out of this quarter at 2-2, two and two, you're looking at finishing the season potentially still with a 12-4 and four record. And all of this panic we might look back on and say, you know what, maybe that was a little bit of an overreaction. But there are some concerning things that we are seeing from the Buccaneers at this point in time that need to be pointed out. They need to be discussed. And, you know, I I will defend Bruce Arians. I will defend Tom Brady. I will defend a lot of players. I defended Jameis Winston and Dirk Cutter for a long time. But when, when people, when players, when coaches, when they deserve criticism or I feel that there's something that needs to be addressed, I'm not going to shy away from that. I love Bruce Arians. I love having Tom Brady on the Buccaneers. But as I said in my pick six over at BucksNation.com, Tom Brady is not free from criticism. Just because he's the GOAT, just because he's won all these Super Bowls, just because he's you know the record holder for most wins as a quarterback and most Super Bowl appearances and most Super Bowl wins and all that, that doesn't mean he's perfect. And he had a crappy game on Monday night. He was not good. But we're going to dive into some of the reasons that that could be. Yeah, I think Tom Brady made some really bad decisions. I think Tom Brady made some really bad throws. But when the whole team sucks... You can't pin it on just one person. You got to look bigger than that. You know, we talked about the running backs having problems. We talked about the the defense having problems. We're going to dive a little bit into the coaching staff having some problems, and we've had some voicemail sent in to help in that case. But we're going to dive into some of that stuff. But everything is not, you know, it's not over. It's not time to give up on the season. If we rewound the clock six months and, you know, there was all this excitement about Tom Brady joining the team and and what that could mean for this Buccaneers team and how much talent they have. Think back to the last 10 years and how desperate Buccaneers fans have been just for a chance to get into the postseason. We're starting to get away from that. And I realize, yeah, that's kind of the consolation prize if they just get in and don't really do anything but you don't have a chance if you don't get invited to the dance all they got to do is get an invitation and they're going to do that I have the utmost faith that they will get into the postseason is this a Super Bowl team right now I would say no is it a Super Bowl roster I would say yes but the way that they are playing the schemes that they are showing, the coaching that we have seen over the last couple of weeks, no, I would not say this is a Super Bowl contending team. It's a playoff team, but not necessarily a Super Bowl team unless they clean some of this stuff up over the course of the last five games. So with that, before we dive into the voicemails, we have to give a shout out to some of our friends. First and foremost, we got to talk about our friends over at Echelon. Look, coming up tomorrow... You all are going to start gouging your faces with delicious food, turkey, stuffing, sweet potatoes, mashed potatoes, rolls, ham, whatever it is. However you celebrate it, 
you are going to gorge on a lot of food and a lot of pie. And after that, we all start talking about the the holiday weight that we start to put on. Echelon's going to help us out with getting rid of some of that. When it comes to getting in shape or staying in shape, nothing feels as good as that feeling of accomplishment of hitting your fitness goals and feeling great about yourself. And Echelon, they can get you there. Echelon offers the next generation of connected fitness bikes, fitness mirrors, rowing machines, and their all-new Echelon Stride Smart Treadmill. No matter what your favorite fitness activity, Echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout from the comfort of your own home. Unlike their competitors, Echelon is affordable for everyone, and one membership lets up to five family members all work out at the same time. Right now, you can try any Echelon fitness equipment at home for 30 days. Go to echelonfit.com slash NFL. That's E-C-H-E-L-O-N fit.com slash NFL. Also like to give a shout out to our friends over at Axon. Protecting my family is my number one priority, but I want to do it safely. The people at Taser believe that safer self-defense is better self-defense. Taser's line of non-lethal self-protection devices are small and lightweight enough to carry with you or in your glove compartment, your purse, your backpack, wherever you want to carry it. Nice, lightweight, small, and simple. Yet, these are also powerful enough to incapacitate any attacker. Guns carry unnecessary risks for you and those around you, and even pepper spray can harm you as much as an attacker, and it's often ineffective. Taser products are safer and easy to use. Taser devices come loaded with features like laser-assisted targeting and emergency dispatch, which will send response teams to your GPS location upon firing. Protect yourself and your family with Taser's line of smart defense products. Taser is available without a permit in most U.S. states. Get the Taser Pulse Plus or Taser Strike Light at taser.com with promo code NFL. Again, save 15% now at taser.com with promo code NFL. That's T-A-S-E-R.com, promo code NFL. Restrictions do apply. See site for details. It's time to go ahead and dive into some of those voicemails that I was talking about. And uh, the first two are going to have kind of a running theme. So let's go ahead and dive in to those. Hey, James and David. This is Ben Rosa uh, calling from L.A. Just watching the Bucks, uh game against the Rams. And frustration aside, uh, you know, I've been watching these this Bucks for the past weeks. And it's become clear to me that we are just insanely talented. And I, I'm starting to suspect our coaching staff. And uh, the, this game tonight and the next week's uh, or by, after the bye week's game against the Chiefs, I've always kind of circled as this is who the Bucks are going to be. And right now watching an anemic offense, it, it's just come clear to me that we are just poorly coached. And I just wanted to get your opinion on that and maybe even suggest doing a whole episode on, on Arians, Leftwich. Uh, not so much Bulls. Uh, I trust him implicitly, but mainly our offense. 
who is actually running our offense because, you know, with this amount of talent we have, this is unacceptable. Tonight we should be beating down the Rams, especially with the way our defense is playing, and I'm just really frustrated. So the game is still going on. It's fourth quarter. Rams are at the, their own uh, goal line. But it, it's just I wanted to bring that to your attention. So I uh, hope you guys have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Happy holidays. And, yeah, keep up the great work. You guys are amazing. Hey, guys. This is Chef. Point blank, uh, as bad as Tom Brady looked tonight and his accuracy for some reason has just disappeared, this coaching staff is as overrated as it gets. Uh, I don't care what uh, people want to pander to Bruce Arians or this coaching staff. They've gotten out coached by every young coaching, like like every young staff that they've come into contact with. Sean McVay, I was told that this staff has so much experience and should not be questioned. They got out coached badly by Sean McVay. And what was it, Brandon Staley or whatever, the defensive coordinator for the Rams? This this staff has this much talent on their team, and they can't figure out how to do, what to do with it. This is maybe the most talented roster in NFL history, possibly, and this coaching staff has no idea how to utilize them. I mean, you literally this this coaching staff literally coaches into the hands of the opponent. Like, literally, the Rams were hoping that the Bucks would go deep, and they did so much tonight, and they made Brady pay two or three times tonight. And every time they tried to do something, like, every time they went down to the, like, did the short passes, the Bucks actually finally got something going. But once they've been away from it, all hell broke loose and nothing got right. Nothing got worked and nothing got right. And Todd Bowles, hi, uh, you're renamed Todd Smith because I'm not saying the Todd Bowles that I have seen in previous games this year. So much zone and trying to get to the pass, trying to get to the quarterback with three or four, it doesn't work and yet you keep trying to do it. This is all coaching ego at this point. It's coaching arrogance, and I'm tired of it. I'm tired of watching this team. Yeah, we're seven and three. Yeah, I get it. It's it's a great feeling and all that stuff, and maybe we should be making the playoffs. But at this rate, even if we get to the playoffs, we're gonna get the doors blown off because our coaches prefer ego to actually coaching to player strength. And this is a this has been happening since 2014 of coaching arrogance, and it's driving me crazy. Gentlemen, thank you so much for the calls. And look, you know, you, your guys' voicemails were so similar that I just decided to go ahead and play them together. I'm going to touch on a lot of it. First off, Chef, I don't know if I'm ready to go so far as to call Todd Bowles Todd Smith, but the, the game plan against the, the Rams was incredibly frustrating. We saw Jared Goff picking apart zone defense all night long. You, know, you had Higby open in the middle. You had uh, Gerald Everett open in the middle. You had Cooper Cup open everywhere. You had Robert Woods open in the middle. The tackling was poor. It it seemed like this defense went from one of the best in the NFL to getting away from fundamentals. 
you know, they're missing tackles, which is not who they normally are. They're usually a very, very solid tackling team. And I think a lot of it, after I've had some time to, to kind of stew on it and, and sleep on it finally, um, I think we're really seeing how much this Buccaneers team misses Vita Vea because Todd Bowles was able to get away with a lot of things with the rush of the front three, sometimes front four, when he had that push from Vita Vea up the middle. We're not seeing that now, and I don't know if it's because he just hasn't adjusted to having Nacho or McClendon out there, or if he has the faith in those guys to be able to do what Vita Vea does, which I don't think either one of them do. No disrespect to McClendon or Nunez Roaches. I, I think they're both good players. I, I think they're both capable of making plays, but they're not Vita Vea. So when you can generate a little bit of pressure or collapse a pocket, with just your front three or your front four and you know the the zone coverage works and, and you're able to get players in position to make plays, that's great. But it's time to get away from that because you're not getting that pressure. You're not getting that push. The, the pocket isn't collapsing the way it does when Vea is in the lineup. And they were able to mask that for a little while and teams are starting to figure them out. It's time to to make the adjustments, which is what I don't understand. Todd Bowles is too good and too smart to not make these adjustments. And we've seen him make some really good halftime adjustments, and it helped turn things around. The defense made some good plays. They did play a lot better in the second half than they did in the first. But those adjustments need to be made faster, and they need to be implemented sooner into these games, and I realize it's difficult to do that on the fly, especially when your offense is going three and out and not being able to generate any kind of of rest for the defensive side of the ball. But I expect more out of Todd Bowles. I think Todd Bowles expects more out of Todd Bowles. And he better come up with the best game plan he's had all year because he had one hell of a game plan for Green Bay. But he better come up with the best scheme and the best game plan he has come up with since joining the Buccaneers if they are going to be able to have even the slightest inkling to contain Patrick Mahomes in that Chiefs offense. They keep talking about how the Buccaneers' speed on defense is such a great weapon. Well, how do you attack speed? You attack it with speed. Mahomes has it. Tyreek Hill has it. You know, this... Travis Kelsey is a monster no matter who he's going up against. I don't know how they're going to contain him, but I need to see something creative out of Todd Bowles. And as far as Byron Leftwich is concerned, and I'm going to get into this a little bit more in the third segment. We do have one more voicemail that, that touches on this a little bit. I'm seeing nothing. I'm seeing nothing. I don't understand how ESPN is touting him as a potential head coaching candidate. It's the scheme, the play calls, none of it is is good right now. And I don't know, David's brought this up a lot of times. I don't know if it's Byron isn't able to be 100% there because BA is in his ear saying, hey, do this now or hey, do this now. Look, I'm almost at the point now that I want to see BA just take over play calling in general. Let's Let's see... What happens if B.A. calls a full game beginning to end? B. 
because what Byron is doing is not working. Whoever's making these running back decisions, it's not working. Something has to change. They have six weeks, five games to figure this out. This offense is far too talented and has the potential to be far too high-powered to be this stagnant as often as they are. This team should be putting up 35 points a game. They should not be, you know, going four consecutive drives with three and outs and a turnover on downs. And that turnover on downs drive was only six plays. It's not like it was against, I can't even remember, against the Saints where it was fourth and goal from the one and they failed to convert. No, it was a turnover on downs after just six plays. You can't have that. You know, there's there's no reason for it with as many weapons as this team has and as diverse as this offense can be. It's the same stuff over and over and over. It's taking out Ronald Jones at inopportune times to put in a guy who can't catch a pass. If Ronald Jones was dropping those passes, he'd have been benched the whole game. But Leonard Fournette kept getting chance after chance after chance. I I don't know if it's Bruce Arians making that decision. I don't know if it's Byron Leftwich saying we're going with a Fournette package here. I don't know what the deal is, but stop it. Whoever's in charge of that, stop it. Ronald Jones should only come out of the game when he needs to catch his breath. That's it. Maybe if it's fourth and one and you want to pound it up the middle with the strength of Fournette, okay, that I get. But the only time Ronald Jones should come out of that game is when he holds up his hand and says, hey, I need a breather. Leonard Fournette's not getting it done. And why is LaShawn McCoy even here at this point in time? He never sees the field. Why not go ahead and have him be the game day inactive and give Keyshawn Vaughn a shot? You don't know what you're going to have in a rookie until he gets a legitimate chance. Granted, if he has the LaShawn McCoy role, his his chances are just sitting there on the bench. But there's there's some issues with this team, and I think you have to start at the top. You can blame players for not executing. You can blame Tom Brady for sailing a couple of passes for you know whatever reason that were picked off by Jordan Fuller. You can blame Leonard Fournette for dropping passes. You can blame the offensive line for not leaving a clean pocket. You can you can do all that all day long. But it starts at the top. When you have a bad scheme and you're not able to execute a bad scheme, it makes it even worse. And offensive, defensive, both sides of the ball, their game plan was just flat out bad. Coming up in just a moment, we are going to get to our final voicemail of the show, but first we have to give a shout out to our friends over at Built Bar. Look, we've been talking about Built Bars forever. If you if you've had them, you know how good they are. If you haven't, this is your chance. Black Friday and Cyber Monday deals over at Built Bar, and they're introducing some new bars just for the occasion: white chocolate cookies and cream, white chocolate salted caramel starting thanksgiving day at 5 p.m white chocolate cookies and cream 130 calories 17 grams of protein 5 grams of sugar and 
two free candy cane brownie bars with every item purchased. If you've ever wanted to see why David and I get so excited about Built Bar, this is your shot. This is your opportunity. Go to BuiltBar.com and get 25% off for Black Friday. Plus, you can still use promo code Locked On for even more money off. Don't miss this sale. I'm about to stock up like there's going to be some sort of nuclear apocalypse and I have to bunker down in my shelter and I'm just going to eat Built Bars until we're able to come up above ground again. Again, head to BuiltBar.com, 25% off for Black Friday, plus use promo code Locked On for even more money off your order. One more voicemail coming up after this on the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wrapping things up here on a Thanksgiving Eve edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. We got one more voicemail to get to, dive into uh, the offense a little bit more, and going to get some help with that. Hey, James. Hey, David. Old Jizzle again. Um, I realize that I've been like doom and gloom about my team, the Bucks, and uh, I apologize for that. However, I got to say, it was a good game. I'm a little disappointed with the game, uh, with the outcome of it. But overall, I love the game. Uh, James, I'm going to agree with you about our defense. It's our secondary. Um, I love that kid, Antoine uh, Winfield. And uh, the dude plays hard. He studies hard. And he makes plays, man. Um, but the cornerbacks, man, my God, they are suspect. And uh, going up against this Chiefs squad, I'm 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 terribly afraid. Um, and uh, David, the offense, and I, I was I was really really getting ticked off with him. But I started thinking about it. It's the first year with uh, with Tom Brady, and um, you know the chemistry is that you can tell they're trying to force the chemistry, and it's something you can't do. Um, I believe that they'll get it. I think that they'll sign Tom Brady to a third-year deal, and I believe that in 2022 we'll probably win the Super Bowl uh, with this squad if we can keep them together. Um, anyway, that's all I had to say. Let's just listen to your podcast, and I appreciate everything that you guys are doing. And uh, better days are coming, man. I just want to see them make the playoffs, man. It's been too far, too long since we've been uh, out the playoffs, and uh, – I want to see him get back in. That's all I can hope for this year. All right, guys, keep up the good work. I'll see you guys and talk to you guys later. Thank you very much for the call. Um, Yeah, look, chemistry is going to be a big part of this. And at this point in the season, I, I thought they would have had more than what it appears that they have. That could very well go back to the scheme and the play calling and, you know, what we talked about in in that last segment and David talked about it yesterday. You know, you were, you were dinking and dunking all over the Rams, just absolutely picking them apart the same way golf was picking apart the bucks all day. Tom Brady in his post game said the Rams are a tough team to go deep against, which begs the question who was deciding to take all these deep shots. If the dinking and the dunking was working, you had Antonio Brown just feasting on these guys underneath Why'd you keep taking the shots? 
Tom Brady's deep ball has not looked great the past couple weeks. It looked good early in the season, has not looked great the past couple weeks. And if you're going to have you know deep ball plays, why isn't Scotty Miller out there? You have two deep threats now in God or in Antonio Brown and Scotty Miller. I'm not saying that Evans and Godwin aren't, but AB made his money off the deep ball. Scotty Miller is making a name for himself off the deep ball. Why why aren't you running both of those guys down there? Why aren't you running one on either side? Give Brady an option and if they're doing a single high safety, guess what? Somebody's getting one on one. That's what you want. But something that, that's really interesting, I don't know how many of you are, are fans of Dan Orlovsky. I think he does some really good work. He was pointing this out on Twitter, and he said last night during the game, whatever happens for the rest of this game, the Buccaneers' offense scheme is trash. Stale, predictable, stagnant. I was dead wrong. The Saints are the team to beat in the NFC. He went on to say... On uh, Tuesday, it's 2020. The Buccaneers ran 67 plays on offense last night. They motioned on six of them. This is coaching malpractice. That says it all. That says it all right there. Why are you not putting guys in motion? Why are you not putting your players in a position to succeed? Why are you not trying to change what the defense is wanting to do against you. Why aren't you getting them to show you what they're going to do against you? How are you only putting guys in motion six times? That's We're talking one-eleventh of the amount of plays that they ran, there was motion. It's just, these are bad coaching decisions. And it falls on Byron Leftwich right now. It does. And it it does fall somewhat on Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians needs to step in with both of these coordinators. He either needs to tell Byron Leftwich, look, I'm taking play calling away. Or he needs to tell him, look, what you're doing is not working. You and Tom need to sit down, figure out the right game plan for you guys to execute to beat the Chiefs. But what you're doing is not working and you've been doing it the past couple weeks. Fix it. He needs to go into Todd Bowles and say, look, you need to figure this out. The defense has been picked apart two of the last three weeks. You have got to fix this before Kansas City comes to town. So the the coordinators need to be held responsible, but Bruce also needs to be held accountable for making sure his coordinators are being held accountable. It's It's a mess right now. It's a mess. And you know what? We get through all of this. After this episode, the Rams game is behind us. We're done. We're moving on. Face forward. Yo, eyes ahead. It's on to the Chiefs. A lot of these complaints, a lot of these worries, it can all end on Sunday with a win against Kansas City. And you're going to want to know how the Bucs are going to be able to do that. So make sure on Friday when you're doing your your Black Friday shopping, whether you're, you're heading out to the stores, in which case, be safe, be cautious, be aware of your surroundings, be courteous to the other people around you, or you're just doing it at home, you know, scrolling through your phone, scrolling through your computer, your tablet, whatever, uh, make sure to pop on that crossover 
Friday episode where David is joined by the hosts of Locked on Chiefs to discuss a very, very big game. Before I sign off, and I'll go ahead and speak for David as well as myself, we are so thankful for each and every one of you. It is truly humbling and just so heartwarming to have so many of you pour out to us Tell us how much you enjoy listening to the podcast, how much you enjoy listening to David and I ramble about the Buccaneers. Without you guys, David and I are not here. And one of the things that we are both incredibly thankful for is the opportunity that we have to speak with and to each and every one of you every day on this podcast. We are so thankful for our opportunity over at Bucks Nation with Gil Arcia and, and Bailey and Evan and the whole crew over there. It's a you know it, it's a wonderful feeling. And we couldn't do it without each and every one of you. So from the bottom of our hearts, we thank you. I hope all of you and your families have a wonderful and safe and healthy Thanksgiving. Enjoy this crazy holiday that we we are enduring. It's not going to be the norm for a lot of us. But enjoy what you can. Enjoy your family that you are with. Reached out to Reach out to the ones that you can't be with that you normally are with you know tell them how much you love them how much you appreciate them you know how you're looking forward to next thanksgiving when you will get to see them again hope you all have an absolutely outstanding holiday stay safe stay healthy wash your hands be good to each other and enjoy your turkey and we thank you so much for joining us right